Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to Out of the Blue on this super hot Sunday morning. Uh, I'm Donna and I'm joined in the studio today by Farm and we are interviewing Dr Lisa Hunter, organiser of the 2019 uh, Institute for Women Surfers Oceana today. Um, before we start, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land 3CR is broadcasting from and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this land was never ceded. We'll be back very soon with today's show. Stay tuned. I'm Philippe Cousteau from Earth Echo International, and you're listening to Out of the Blue, 855 AM, 3CR's Marine and Ocean News Program. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're all not sweating it up too much out there in Melbourne and surroundings. Uh, We are here in the studio with Donna. Ecodog Loki is here as well. And on the phone today, we have for you planned an interview with Lisa Hunter, who has been involved with physical culture as a school teacher, a university lecturer, a teacher educator, and a researcher in several countries, including Australia and Aureatoa, New Zealand. They've been researching historical imagery, feasibility and erasure of female surfing, sex, gender, and sexuality representation in surfing-related media and events. Also, personal experiences in surfing and with the sea, surfing pedagogies, developments in New Zealand and Australian surfing for females, and female pioneer surfing history in Australia and New Zealand. 
um, I think it's safe to say that uh, they are quite an expert on this uh, female females in surfing, which is personally very interesting to me. Um, they have recently edited the book Surfing, Sex, Genders and Sexualities, and the Institute for Women Surfers Oceania is the second international gathering that Dr. Lisa Hunter has organized of activists, educators, media, artists, lawyers, artists and scholars associated with surfing. And currently they work at Monash University um, in France. Welcome to the show, Lisa Hunter. Thank you very much, Sean. That was quite a mouthful. Well, it's quite an impressive resume, I must say. Um, would you like to kick us off with just telling us a little bit about what's happening in Frankston this, uh, these last three days? Yeah, well, it seems like there's an awful lot happening in Frankston, but in our little patch of the world, um, we launched the Institute for Women Surfers, uh, the Oceania chapter, um, and we started Friday afternoon and the... Uh, the winds and the seas were on our side um, after some pretty stormy weather a couple of days earlier. But we started with a number of beach activities uh, just to understand the place, uh, both the uh, Boonwurrung and Boonwurrung place of um, the sea and the sea country and the um, country. And then where that was in relation to surf, because anyone who knows Frankston will know it really has any surf. Um, it's only when, on very windy days, and we didn't want one of those for what we were doing. So we, it was an orientation exercise, and then we got out into the water and did some introductions and some fun getting to know your activities and to give people a better sense of even what Frankston looks like from the water. And then we got stuck in um, Friday afternoon to a formal welcome to country, some introductions, laying the principles of what the weekend would be all about, and uh, we had a, an art exercise where people worked with symbols about what surfing means um, and created these beautiful surfboards um, uh, under the direction of Mel Attard, who works here at Monash. And then on Saturday morning, and since then, we've had a, a um, rolling series of presentations and what we call skill shares, um, where everyone contributes something the conference and, and we aim to keep it a, a no-cost conference to make it very inclusive. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just about getting to the halfway point of today and then we'll, we'll sign off tonight. So it's been a really big weekend and we've got people coming from the UK, the US, Vanuatu. Uh, we did have someone from Fiji and um, who unfortunately got stuck at the last minute. Oh, no, and, uh, and also Aotearoa New Zealand. And a really good showing of locals, but also uh, people from um, other states in Australia as well. Such a diverse mix of people from all around the world. Um, yeah. And for me, I've personally never heard of the Institute of or for Women Surfers Oceana. And I'm just wondering if um, you can tell me and our listeners what, what it's all about and how it came about and um, the, I guess the principles expanding on that a little bit more about what this weekend is bringing bringing to Frankston and, and all the participants? Yep, yep. The, um, the Institute for Women Surfers has been around for a few years, uh, based out of um, the USA. Uh, Krista Coma, Professor Krista Coma, was one of two who founded it, and it was uh, an event every two years held, I think it was always in California initially, um, where activists, um, journalists, artists, lawyers, um, surfers, uh, counsellors, teachers, 
um, academics got together and talked about some of the issues for surfing and women in surfing um, and how collaboration might help support the work that each was doing as well as um, really get into some of the gnarly issues like uh, you know the the ones that the media have picked up recently about pay equity for the professional surfers, but there are also a whole host of other significant issues that these women are working towards and um, trying to do that in a deliberate and collaborative way. And I attended um, one of those a few years ago and thought, well, you know, a lot of things happen in the global north. We need something in the south. So that's when I started to talk to Krista about um, founding the, what at the time we were going to call the Australasian chapter. And then we thought, no, Pacifica is more, uh, Pacific would be more inclusive. And then we thought, and, and we were actually talking about Global South and I knew I didn't have the resources for that. Maybe one day down the track we will. <laughs> but, um, but certainly things in the Global South were important for um, American audiences to hear about, but also uh, European audiences and all of the others who then don't get included. Um, how could we invite this to make it a global network? So I proposed um, in the end uh, the Oceania chapter and we set up inviting some um, people to create a base baseline curriculum um, about what presentations there would be and then put out an invitation for local and international people to come if they wanted to, to do a skill share. And that was something much smaller, uh, but was still a contribution. So everyone has something to contribute and we're trying to work on that idea of what that might be, whether it's um, like uh, one person um, ran the on water activity the other day, um, Laura Affrey, another person at an, a different um, institute gave some services or donated some vegetables because they were a gardener. So it was the idea of together, how can we make something happen? Yeah, that's great because um, I, I read your mission statement and it says that, you know, it brings really brings the Institute really brings together activists, women surfers and allies um, to create those spaces of peer teaching and learning and also uh, mutual aid. Um, so what kind of what kind of um, mutual aid are we are we talking about here? I find that a very interesting term. Yeah. Um, at the very local level, it might be that somebody is dealing with one particular issue and they, they realise that somebody else is dealing with the same issue, so they collaborate. Um, in some instances, uh, not at this one yet because we're very fresh, but the uh, Europe, Europe chapter that started up last year has been very um, supportive and giving mutual aid around strategies to deal with... Um, sexting and a whole lot of issues that um, come up in in um, women surfing associated with misogyny and sexism, uh, domestic violence. So they've really latched onto how social media can be used um, as a positive, as it often is um, also a negative. Um, and right up to uh, the professional pay equity and the access to Mavericks, um, that was something that was very strongly worked through with uh, legal people, counsellors and the Institute for Women Surfers over in um, USA. Yeah, and I find that really interesting because uh, as a surfer myself, I've been um, 
watching those Instagram posts come up of the World Surfing League when they announced officially announced that the that they had you know stopped the uh, the gender pay gap and decided to pay the women uh, women athletes more. And oh my god, some of the responses to that post posted by men were just absolutely appalling. Yeah. Um, and it was actually really shocking to me. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> coming from Europe and moving to Australia and then thinking, oh, this is great. You know, other people are surfing here. It's a real surfing culture in Australia. Um, it's going to be really nice to surf with other women. And then still finding yourself kind of the only woman up in the lineup most of the time. And then reading, you know, these kinds of uh, responses just just on a post that um, decides to, you know, just that address, addresses the gender pay gap was just absolutely shocking to me. Um, what is what is your professional opinion on on I guess this issue and and what we need to do to be able to support change? Well, we need. I think um, as humans, we move through um, you know different stages of change and. It's nearly like these sorts of things needed to happen to bring some stuff out of the woodwork to then get those discussions on the table because in the past they've not been discussable. So, um, you know, we've got lots of examples of backlash culture and popular misogyny that really is a way to um, get back to the way we were rather than advance as a, a human population. So in terms of surfing, um, these sort of issues have been around for a long time and I suspect they'll be here for a long time yet. But it's getting it on the table about... Well, it's not just about pay equity. Um, there are a whole lot of issues that make that quite a complex statement and, and look very simple. Um, but the things that have happened in surfing um, have really increased the diversity of surfers in the water. It's increased the visibility of women, and with that has come good visibility and not so good visibility. So I think these issues go around in cycles, but we start to see that they are more complex problems um, when it comes to a head like what has happened with the statements um, by people complaining that uh, women shouldn't have that equity. And, and that gives a platform to then talk about, well, these are complex issues. How can we understand them better? And not just, you know, redo some of the violences of the past. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that um, because I, I really felt like reading all of those all of those comments and all that, all of that shocking stuff, it kind of, it's exactly like you say, it brings things out of the woodwork. Like if, if this advancement hadn't happened, then we wouldn't have had that strange backlash and we would maybe not have asked those questions of like, why are people still responding like this? And, you know, now it's all out in the open for us to look at, I guess, because it's, you know, it's right there in your face. Um, so I guess in that sense, it's, it is a, a step forward of, of, you know, noticing what kind of misogyny there is still there in, in surfing and how to address that. And also, I guess, in a, on a, larger, in a larger context as well, isn't it? Because it's not just in surfing, but it's more of a, a, a general movement of starting to talk about toxic masculinity and what that means uh, beyond the context of, of surfing as well. Yes, and um, and we're talking about gender relations here and, and also often just a very fixed idea of what even gender is and people are often talking about sex rather than gender anyway. But, um, but they are complex issues and 
the easy way to not address the problems is to keep them looking like um, a very um, simple issue of men versus women. And, and that's not the case at all because there are men and there are forms of masculinity that are very supportive of some of the things that women are doing. And there are also women who are complicating uh, the work of um, equity and equality for women and girls and issues around domestic violence and misogyny. And so yeah, that's why I mean it. it's quite complicated and it's men and women and people outside those categories um, who are doing some wonderful work. And part of the Institute is to recognise that and make that visible and support the work that's going on. So with the Institute, because you're looking at these issues through the lens of surfing and, and women surfing, are there any specific issues that you see coming up more than in the uh, kind of the, the, the general context of, of these uh, women's issues? Are there any issues that are very specific to surfing culture? Um, well, again, that's, uh, you know, you, you talk about well, which surfing culture. A lot of surfing culture doesn't have the visibility of, uh, say, what we see in mainstream media, but it's at the localised level that you often see some really productive things that are happening, but they don't get picked up as uh, part of, you know, the big surf industry and, and um, competitive international competition. But some people are doing some wonderful things. So in terms of the issues, it's how do they access resources to keep the good work that they're doing. So, for instance, some of the people we have over here at the moment, um, uh, we invited some people from Vanuatu, Steph Mahook and Risu Kalatiti and Arlene Maud, and they talked about things uh, that are going on there and the little programs that they're doing. Well, they're not little, they're huge, the amount of energy that goes into it. But for them, funding is a significant issue and also the right sort of funding that doesn't hold them to account um, in ways that work against, you know, undermines their projects. So they talk about coral farming. They talk about the Solwata sister group that they've got that does education for uh, girls and young women um, and also the sorts of events that they put on to educate um boys, girls, men, women around um, gender relations. So they do some um, activism, they do some, as I said, the coral farming, and they also do things like ocean waste art advocacy to uh, think about and, and draw attention to some of the environmental issues that are going on. And there are people locally who are doing the same sorts of things. So we've had presentations on environmental activism in our oceans, We've had um, a young woman who's just starting her business trying to look at um, how important bees are and also the misogyny in surf wax. Um, um, so she's, she's trying to steer away from surf wax being a, an avenue to really play out misogyny. And then we have others who are talking about um, issues of age and who gets forgotten and how we can care about older people and their wisdom men and women, uh, many men are um, memorialised in certain forms of history and statues and the women have been erased or forgotten. So part of my work is, is to try and recover some of those stories um, and tell new stories of success where young girls, women um, are doing some, such fantastic work that keeps surfing doing what it does really.
Amazing. And we are going to go to a song now. And when we come back, let's delve deeper for a few minutes into some of those, um, yeah, other stories that are coming out of this weekend because it's such okay. a rich, such a rich, um, yeah, program of events and things that are that are coming up. Welcome back to Out of the Blue on 3CR on your digital, your interwebs and live on air right now. We are here today with Dr. Lisa Hunter, who runs the Institute for Women Surfers and the first conference down here in Frankston this weekend. Um, Lisa, we've been diving a little bit deeper into into the uh, the gender issues that um, women surfers or women all over the world really experience. And we were very curious to hear uh, what kind of projects might be coming out of this conference this weekend. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know that I can really speak for that at the moment because this afternoon session we'll be planning that together and that's one of the principles of the group is that it's collaborative. I know myself, um, I'm very interested in a whole range of projects to try and connect and support the women, the work that they're doing already. Um, But I suspect we'll be talking about uh, the next major institute like this one, but also all the interim activities that we might do to support um, various groups. Um, So, for instance, the Vanuatu um, people that I was talking about um, before the break, uh, we're going to be discussing what we might actually do to assist the education projects, the resources and perhaps the funding uh, so that they can keep doing the work that they're doing. Great. And, I mean... The funding and the programs that are developed as part of the, I guess, workshop sessions this afternoon, are they, does everyone just kind of come up with these amazing ideas and then develop them when they go like back to their respective homes? Is that kind of how it works? And is there like a support network with the Institute that helps them tick along and support them to grow and develop over the next months, years? Yeah. Well, again, we'll be sort of talking about those timelines and the Institute's only as strong as uh, the work that everyone puts into it. It's it's a voluntary thing and many people are doing all of their work as volunteers anyway. Hmm. Um, but, it, but it is how we can be strategic to support each other and it might be to develop little programs as well. For instance, a number of the discussions were around age um, and diversity in surfing and others were around uh, mental health and including autism and disability. So looking at, at ways to work with policy around that as another speaker um, was also very knowledgeable in policy development and, and others that deal with grassroots community capacity building. They can sort of add uh, some of the processes that we might put in place so that the support can be continuous um, but also as needed. So some things might be very small projects at a very local level and some might be much larger. Uh, but in terms of the Institute continuing, um, there will definitely be another one and the connections with both the USA and the European arms, of, of whom we have representatives here as well. So we've talked about um, some of the strategies and activities and projects that have come out of those institutes for people to think about whether that's appropriate for us here locally. Great. And if people want to get in contact with yourself or with the Institute or find out more information, um, is there a website that you'd like to promote or um, 
social media handles or anything like that that we can share with our listeners and, and beyond? Sure. Um, the overarching institute for women surfers.org is the uh, sort of the, the home page for all of the groups. And for us at the moment, because we're just getting off the ground, um, it's the Institute for Women Surfers Oceania. Um, so if people put that into Facebook, we have an open page and a closed page. Um, so members who are part of this institute are part of the closed page. And then we'll be pushing stuff out. Um, for instance, we talked about the coral farming that's going on in Vanuatu and promoted their video um, as a way to get people to be more knowledgeable about what, what are some of the environmental issues, but also what people are doing about it. Because I don't know if, you, if you're like me, but sometimes you hear about these things and you think, well, what can I do? Um, but we're, we're going to be encouraging people to put their um, presentations or their information on the website because sometimes it's just that connection with other people and them realising that things are being done um, but just not on their patch. Great. Thanks, Lisa Hunter, for being on the show on 3CR here today. I, I could talk about this forever. I have so many more <laughs> questions, but uh, I'm sure we will be speaking again very soon. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for all the work that you do for uh, you know gender equality. It's really, it's really important stuff. And best of luck with the rest of the uh, Institute. That finishes today, doesn't it? Yeah, it formally finishes today and then more of the hard work starts. But we are we do have another event next weekend over in Torquay, uh, just so that we work right around the bay. And at the Australian National Surfing Museum, we'll be hosting uh, two films by Elizabeth Pepin-Silver. And she's one of the early uh, women photographers and filmmakers that took a different view and a, I guess a more of a... Um, equitable view of women in the surf and she's showing two films ones about um, surf mummers and we have a few surfing mothers here as well but also about some of the issues um, around big wave surfing Fantastic. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> well, we will post those links on our Facebook page on Out of the Blue as well. Thank you so much for your help today and for being here and doing the work that you do. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Cool. Um, before we wrap up today's show, just want to give a shout out to friend of the show, Josie Jones. Um, she's been recognised for as Citizen of the Year by Mornington Peninsula Shire. Josie works tirelessly with love and passion and always good vibes to advocate for cleaner beaches and marine environments. So congratulations, Josie. Congratulations, um, Josie. The team, we love you. <laughs> the team at Out of the Blue uh, commend your efforts and we love you very much. And well-deserved. You have been listening to Out of the Blue on 855 AM 3CR. I'm Donna. That's Farm Eco Dog Loki's on the floor. Um, up next is Sally with Out of the Pan, and you can find us at www.3cr.org.au forward slash radio blue. Well, if you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, I sure know where you are. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. We'll check out the happy vibe. We're gonna ring up and subscribe. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. What? Who the hell is that? Clap your hands. What are you talking about? <laughs>